0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hudson Valley Casting Call podcast. I'm your host Wayne Pyle, a sag after actor and acting coach living and working in and around New York's beautiful Hudson Valley and today we are coming to you from the Streep Black Box Theater at Vassar College where we are talking to Jackie Anders. Hello. And Michael Lavoie of the brand new web series Riot.
1: everybody. Uh,
0: I'm Mike. (laughs) And uh, later on in the podcast, we are actually going to have another guest, Lauren Salvador, who is an intern working with Heidi Eklund of Hudson Valley Casting. We'll also try, if we can, to get Heidi to stop casting long enough to pop in and give us a rundown of all the latest (laughs) casting news. It's tough to do, but we'll see if she can come by and say (laughs) hi to us as well. So as usual, there is a lot happening in the Hudson Valley. We have a lot to talk about today, so let's get right to it on... Hudson Valley Casting Call. So Jackie and Michael, welcome to Hudson Valley Casting Call. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourselves and then tell us a little bit about how you got connected, how you found each other.
2: Absolutely. Um, so I am a Vassar student. I'm a graduating senior, graduating in two weeks. Woo-hoo. congrats. Um, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, I... Um, I have been interested in film acting for a long time. That's what I'm studying at school, uh, what I want to continue to do once I graduate. Uh, and I've spent a lot of time out in L.A. Um, working with people and learning and, you know, seeing what I can do in the industry, um, which is how I met Michael. Um, and we formed a team out there while I was out there and have been able to keep that team together when I moved back to the Hudson Valley uh, and have been able to work sort of cross-country developing this web series, which has been an amazing experience. Great.
1: And I'm Mike, I'm, I'm an actor. I've, I've been living out in LA for a few years, originally from uh, New Hampshire, which is kind of just outside of Boston. Uh, and I'm also a musician, and uh, again, uh, Jackie and I crossed paths when we were uh, in Los Angeles, kind of at the same time uh, she was visiting, and uh, basically we, we hit it off, and we started talking about you know just what we did. We were both actors and musicians as well, both of us. Uh, and from there we kind of uh, bonded and connected, and. Uh, yeah. Now and then we started developing stuff and brainstorming and all that.
0: Great. So tell us a little bit about uh, the project, Riot. What can we yeah. tell? What, you? Can what are we allowed tell you? to tell? Yeah. As long you know. So, what's, what's the basic premise? If you can share that with us. So
2: Riot is a web series. Um, the first season will be six episodes of about ten to fifteen minutes in length. Um, that'll be that'll be released online.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and really, what it is is an experiment in uh, morality. And, and um, an exploration of humanity and what it means to uh, be healed and heal others. Um, but it's, it, it's sort of got a, a dark and twisty aspect to it. And it, it really, um, our goal is to lead people along and, and make our viewers question who they're
1: identifying with and why they're identifying with them. Oh,
0: okay, great. And it's narrative based, it's not docu-based. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Right. Correct. Okay, great.
1: I mean, I would like to try to describe who our leads are, but at the end of the day, we have a, it's just kind of an entire cast of five, six people. And uh, each episode we follow their storyline. So these are the specific people in this group. uh, And what this group does uh, is they murder people uh, (laughs) for the betterment of society. And that sounds really (laughs) heady, but again, like as Jackie said, it really tests your audience because you're watching all this stuff happen but then you find out that there's this person who like quote unquote deserved it and it, it you know, it brings cognitive dissonance and just yeah. bangs ideas around.
2: Makes you question why you Everything. were rooting for that character to begin with. Um, and it really... Something that we're really excited about is that we're bringing together a cast and, of characters that are from really di- diverse backgrounds, um, okay, okay. from different experiences, different walks of life, um, and they all have this sort of twisted motivation, um, and they all get sucked into this group.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, that's one of my questions, actually. How have you found casting, and what it, how, how was, was the casting made? You know, how did you come, stumble on the people, or did you already have a group of people together? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, funny story, we are writing this uh, web series, but also we are putting ourselves in it as well as awesome. a couple of the leads. Uh, so that was that was the idea kind of right off the bat. We Our, our whole idea was not necessarily like we're going to make this amazing web series, which that's part of it, but not solely. You know, we're going to make this awesome web series and then we're going to put it out there. Uh, we also wanted to give ourselves uh, acting work because there's <laughs> there's... So many people trying to get work, yeah. And there's so many people trying to make their own work. But if we could find our own, in our own opportunity, uh, yeah, we'll write it. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll direct it. Even though we do have a director, Evan is amazing, uh, and we'll act in it too.
2: Yeah, right? and and being able to find a project that we're so passionate about, and, like so excited to make, come to life, and also get to act in, has been just a treat. So uh, the two of us are acting in it. Our creator is also acting in it. Uh, and then the rest of the roles we'll, we'll be casting. Um, oh, you're
0: still, you're still looking yeah, for people? Yeah, we're still in like
2: that, we're still looking for point. people. Okay, yeah. great,
0: now you you had mentioned to me earlier about working both coasts, you, yeah. you're in New York and then you're going out there to LA. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how that's working, or not, yeah. or is. It's, so, I don't think it would have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah.
2: incredible, uh, it's working, for sure. Yeah. It's working better than I thought it would, um, and I think that um, we wouldn't have been able to do it without technology, for sure. Mm. Um, where we are, like I don't think it would have been possible even you know 10, 20 years ago no. to do uh,
1: yeah. anything like this because on uh, whether it's you know FaceTime or like Facebook uh, video messaging, uh, you have capabilities and with Skype and stuff like that to share the screen that you're working on with whoever you are on the conference with and that has helped tremendously because we've been writing a script so I can see the script she can see the script and um, we're also face to face i mean if if this were 10 20 years ago like on the phone yeah. we that would be a reach <laughs> you know what tough. i mean Certainly. Yeah, uh, and we really get to see you know if you're writing live with someone you can kind of you know really observe like how they feel uh, yeah. and it's the same thing on FaceTime. You know, something sounds good, her her eyes perk up, you're like, "Oh, wait, let's explore oh, this a right, little bit." Right, right, or right, if right. there's just a little too much silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right, right. <laughs> ah, what do we have to fix about yeah. that? Yeah, that's that's interesting
0: to think about because whenever we, with this new technology that we have, we can see each other's faces, we we can sort of get those visual cues, like you mm. said, rather than just <laughs> trying to determine what the silence is about, whether it's because they're eating their food. Oh, right. You know? <laughs> 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 or they just really don't like the idea. Yeah, so that's yeah. So that's pretty fascinating. Now, is everything going to be shot and worked on in LA or do you plan on doing We're not in, positive in yet oh, okay. actually.
2: Um, we are most of us will be at that time based in LA. Okay. Um, but there are you know other places we want to explore in the country um, just in in terms of like the people we can get, the places we can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not set yet.
0: Is We're... it particularly is the story set in California particularly or is that just because that's where you are located?
2: As it's written, it currently does stand in like the LA area, Um, but it's easily adaptable. It's sort of um, one. I think one of the ideas is that it could sort of be happening anywhere.
0: Sure, and it sounds like it sounds like it could be universally happening in yeah. any place. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this. How did you, like what was the process for coming up with the idea? Or do you remember like a, the story of when you went, this is what we're going to work on. Yes, yeah. so
2: I, Michael was talking about um, bringing together groups and creating your own projects. And that's what I did when I was in LA. Um, I just pulled together essentially a bunch of people that I wanted to work with. Mike was one of them. Um, Voss, our creator, was another one. And we were just looking at doing some shorts, you know, some creating some stuff. And then eventually it was, pretty clear that we were going to be a great team together, uh, and we didn't want it to be this short. And so Voss came to me and he said, I have this idea I've been sitting on for like a year, and I want you to be a part of it. I want you to help me make it happen. Um, so I said, okay. And we just sat down and I said, talk to me. And he gave me this rundown. And from the very beginning, it was a very vague idea that had so much potential. Um, and he and I for the next like two weeks just talked about it every day and fleshed it out and started writing and started brainstorming. and just you know, doodling on notepads and seeing how everything could work together. And then we started pulling people in. We got Mike pretty early on.
1: And I remember originally, I was only supposed to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I uh-huh. remember we had a meeting. It was like the first meeting that when you guys, were, when you were like, oh, let's get a director, a potential writer, <laughs> and a couple actors, and let's have a meeting. And I was late to the meeting. Ah. <laughs> so that's great. But every, right. Everybody listening, don't ever be late for meetings. Are, <laughs> Thank that, you that for that. Could, that could put yeah. you, you I do not <laughs> recommend that. I don't care how much traffic you're, there is. There's no excuse. But I started taking a lot of notes, and and just naturally, you know, we all have a great working, um, you know, just connection, all of us. And so as soon as we kind of all sat down, and they were explaining to me what was going on, along with everybody else, like, everyone was just flying out with ideas, and I was uh, contributing. And then things after the meeting, you know, they they came to me after, and they're like, hey, uh, do you know if you might want to? participate. And I, I happen to work for writers actually in LA and they develop for like TV and film. Sure. And so I have, um, pretty decent experience on that end. So I was like, Oh my God, wait, really? Are you going to like, let me help you write it?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Of I course. remember we had a FaceTime, we had
2: a FaceTime call, a group call between the three of us that was, uh-huh. you know, let's establish our titles and you know, officially like what our actual sure, responsibilities sure. and roles are. And then, you know, Mike came out as the co-executive producer and we are like, Yeah. So we're just going to be writing this thing together. And it was just a really exciting development. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was, you know, four or five months ago Yeah, Uh, we've just been writing.
0: What's the timeline so far? Like from time inception of idea to, to now, like how long have you been Idea
2: came around about October, 2018. Um, started really thinking about like making it happen. We started meetings in November, probably. Mm. Um, December we had uh, with the core group of people we wanted to work with, December we shot our proof of concept. Oh, okay,
0: great. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah,
2: and then January we decided like the overall structure of the season and started writing. And so we've been writing for about four months.
0: Right, and you said six to ten episodes. Is that so It's going to be six. Six total. It was
2: originally oh, okay. like you know seven to ten. Okay, uh, great. And then we decided it, the arc worked perfectly in six.
1: Yes. And and the whole reason is because, uh, and we all agree, all three of us that are have a really heavy hand in the writing processes. Mm-hmm. We all agreed that we wanted to tell a story much like Netflix would tell a story on Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, NBC, ABC, all that. But you know, we're gonna have to go on YouTube or, or, or create a website or do both. And mm-hmm. people are so used to watching things on YouTube that are one to two minutes and right. little uh, uh, skits here and there. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never once seen a 15 minute mm-hmm. web series like just laid out in front of me on somebody's channel. And so when we decided to go that direction, I mean, you, you go all in because there's really not, I mean, yes, there's people doing web series stuff, but Mm -hmm. if they're usually like five minutes and they're not, they're filmed like with someone's phone and which is great. Like work, do the work that you got to do, like put out the content, get your practice and just get, develop that. But our, our plan is to really film these six episodes with Really nice equipment, really nice sound, <clears throat> amazing performances, and really run it like a little mini Netflix. Awesome. Uh, and just get people thinking in different ways. I mean, this is yeah. we're in 2019. The internet's h- popping right now. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of work
0: happening. Lots of places to to do things, create things, keep things going out there. So let's talk numbers now. Where are you getting the money? <laughs> That's
2: a great question. It's something we, it's something we've been talking yeah. about I'm for a while. I'm really
1: glad you came out with that. That's <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: so. Certainly, we, we had a meeting recently and decided story comes ab- above all else, sure. and we want to commit to this story. We have to. So we're shooting the entire season, um, and it's going to be a lot of just hard work um, doing what we can on the budget that we have, and that budget's going to come from um, crowdsourcing. We're going to mm-hmm. be talking to people, talking about our idea, um, getting people excited, uh, our own hard work, um, mm-hmm. because really we want to do this to, to share that story, so we're sort of going to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Okay, great.
1: And, I mean but we are not by any means trying to drop ten thousand dollars on this series we, we don't have that yeah right right I think what how we're gonna do crowdfunding um, you know indieGoGo there's so many different platforms now where people can financially be, become involved and you give them producing credit if depending yeah, on the right. the number and uh, it's just it's almost like we're gonna. We want to make this really high quality thing, and as long as we have the equipment, mm-hmm. yeah. You know everything else, whatever budget we have, we're just gonna we're just gonna stretch the dollar, and that'll be because it doesn't matter what the budget is. Like right. you want someone to be on the other end looking at it, being like, whoa, yeah, and not even okay. be thinking about it. But it's definitely gonna be a challenge. Like as as much as writing was a challenge at first for us, because we had never written together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we've gone through that. We do really well together. The financial aspect of it is going to be. Probably the biggest hurdle, I I would assume, and that's it's money. You know what I mean. Well, let me ask you
0: this: What about the? um, Do you already have access to all of the equipment? Is that one of the things that you don't have to worry about expense-wise because somebody has the equipment, or you have access to equipment, or that kind of thing? I know a lot of that's fine. I know a lot of film filmmakers and and people who are trying to get stuff out there. That's like also one of their big hurdles is how do they get all the equipment? (coughs) You know, is it a rental package from from a house or Mm -hmm. does? You know, Uncle Joey have a barn full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, like that kind of thing.
1: So well, how's that working out for the, for the project?
2: I think that's where we're going to put the focus of our budget.
1: Yeah, and but also there's something very interesting to me about taking people that are just out of school, mm-hmm. just out of film school, that have had their own equipment because they've been doing this since they were eight. <clears throat> They're not going to scalp you for, you know, 800 bucks a day mm-hmm. for, right, right. you know, five hours of work or something like that. And so there's something very interesting about we're in LA, we're gonna like hope, you know, say we film this in LA, I mean, we're stationed there, but say we film this in LA, we have thousands of aspiring filmmakers, actors, directors, (laughs) editors. So there's something very interesting to me and that we still need to talk about with the entire group uh, about taking people that are just out of school and just giving them something to to just have like right off the bat and apply their experience that they've been working so hard for, for the years.
2: Okay. And it's that's great in another way also to just get young filmmakers together yes. because yeah. we, you know, a couple of us are just fresh out of school ourselves mm-hmm. and we'll be doing this just because we're passionate about the art and excited to make things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so getting all the team members like that, right. even if it means we're a little green, is, yeah. is yeah. a cool thing.
1: And, and, and as an actor yourself, Jackie, and like how many... Shoots have you done where you've gotten paid little to none? Right. Same, and it's the same as me, too. Right, same as right. me, too. Right. Uh, and, and it s- doesn't
2: mean we don't bring we're s- our best work. And exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. exactly. We're
1: super passionate, yeah. mm-hmm. and the degree of passion that we have for acting, somebody has behind the camera. Great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And have you found that person yet, or no? You're still looking. We have a
2: director. Oh, okay, great. Um, who is. Uh, I grew up with, um, mm-hmm. met him in high school. And oh, great. And from high school, he was always on track to be a film director. I was always mm-hmm. on track to be an actor. And we knew from the start that we wanted to work together. And we didn't actually get to it until five years later, like, when this happened. Um, so it's really exciting for us uh, to be able to finally work together. And it's just that we're passionate to work together and make this project. Um, and so we have that director who has that vision. And then from there, we're going to work on getting a director of photography and, you know, all mm-hmm. the equipment.
0: Great. Very nice. Right. Now, you said you already filmed your proof of concept. Yes. What did you use to film that? What were how did you do that?
2: Um, we sort of. This was above all else. We were placing emphasis on seeing if it could work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we used. We did a, uh, Our budget was maybe twenty-five dollars. Nice. We, we fed, I think we said <laughs> twelve people on twenty-five dollars. Nice. That was pretty yes. Impressive. Awesome. Um, That's great. There was a lot of work of making our sandwiches ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we got a cast. We got. You know, we had our director of photography. We had our director. Uh, we had our sound person. And we just shot it to see how it would look and how... Um, it was also helpful for... Voss and I both played our characters in that. Um, and we were able to live in it for a minute. And, and it was really nice to then go back and watch it and say, okay, this is what works for that character. This is how we can launch um, from there. And it's really interesting. The proof of concept like moment that we chose, uh, we chose specifically because Voss and I were in that scene together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was originally going to be in the second episode of the series. Um, and we were just gonna go from there. But what ended up happening is that moment actually ended up being a great way to start the whole series. So it became, that episode became the pilot. Um, and so it's definitely changed since the proof of concept, but now we have this like little chunk that comes from the pilot of the whole series, which is really
1: exciting. And everything's always changing. Like, uh, we, started, we started with episode one, our pilot, and we wrote, and we wrote, and we wrote, and we wrote, great, rewrites, good, bang, off the table, episode two, wrote, 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 same, down the line. Uh, but then we were reading it back because we were getting into our last few, last couple episodes before the finale. And from what I've experienced doing all this, every word is a is a, is more specific. When you're getting towards <laughs> that end where you have to wrap up everything, right, right? Everything is so much more specific. So we had to relook. We had to look over all that. And I was yeah. thinking, wait a minute. Episode one is our pilot. Episode two, episode three. I was like, wait a minute. Episode two that we had written as episode two would be a fantastic pilot. It has all, the, all, of, the, all of the key points mm-hmm. and everything that ever, people need to see right off the bat. And I, I went on to do a f- um, Facebook message because we were about to write. Mm-hmm. And we were talking and she was like, and Jackie was like, oh, by the way, how do you feel about making episode two the pilot? And I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, we have to do it. Because I, and I freaked out and I stood up and threw something probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so everything's always changing, and you have to be able to adapt to it.
0: All right, nice, very nice. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Just a quick reminder about the Hunter Mountain Film Festival coming up this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, May 16th, 17th, and 18th. We have some great venues, the Doctorow Center for the Arts in Hunter, New York, Orpheum Performing Arts Center in Tannersville, New York, and the Catskill Mountain Club, also in Hunter, New York. We're going to be showing *A Bread Factory Parts 1 and 2. We have a lot of great shorts, a lot of great films. There's a gala event on the final evening, and there's an industry mixer on Friday night. Heidi and I will be hosting two panels as well as some Q&As after the films, so please come and join us. You can visit www.huntermountainfilmfestival.com for more information and to get your tickets. We hope to see you there. Now back to the podcast. We're here with Michael Lavoie and Jackie Andrews. We're talking about the web series, Riot. Uh, you've given us some great information so far. What about, what I'm curious about, and I'm sure the listeners are curious about, is um, what advice would you give to the people who are listening out there who want to do this themselves? Because as you, as you know, Jackie, I always say, work begets work. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, you get out of school, or you're very new at this, or you're passionate about this, and what you want to do is start creating things rather than waiting around for somebody to hire you and put you into a job. Your group of people um, who have connected in this way have said, let's create something here. So what's some advice you might give to people who are also thinking about creating their own web series or you know, getting something out there, but they have no money, they have no equipment. Tell us like, sort of like how you came up with ways of getting the work done.
2: Well, I would say the first thing I would say is it, um, it is worth it to spend the time finding an idea you're really excited about and the people you're excited about working with, because um, there's a lot that you can make happen, and yeah. certainly like, you can you can do that, um, and you just have to have the inspiration and the motivation to do it. But it's really worth it to, um, you know, meet a bunch of people, talk to a bunch of people about a bunch of different ideas, and find the one that really sparks you, because it I think it really makes a difference to yeah. have an idea that you want you are excited to work on.
1: And and that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's hard day to day to find motivation for everything. I'm so motivated to do this. I'm so like it gets to be like where does all the motivation go? But if you it starts with the idea and if you have the idea and you're really passionate about it, that passion is going to just move you forward and it doesn't matter if you don't have equipment, it doesn't matter if you've never ever typed one letter on final draft, like you <laughs> will you will find a way to get it done. You're going to meet people, you're going to go to networking events. You're going to meet someone that has a camera and if And and if if anything else, just start writing it. If if it's specific to a web series or a short film or whatever you want to do, just just start. Just type one letter and then go for it. (laughs) But it does start with the idea, like Jackie was saying, because once you have that, that's your anchor, and then from there, it's, you'll just get pushed along if you're super passionate about it. I, I
0: love what you're saying about that. What about what happens when somebody says, "I have too many ideas. I don't know what to do. How do how do you pick one? Any advice for people who have that?" That
2: is so fair. I have that problem <laughs> frequently. I would say, anytime I make a, I have to make a decision between a bunch of among a bunch of like really exciting options. Yeah. What I do. This is just a personal thing. What I do is I think about. Yes, I would be excited to work on all of them. Which one would I be? upset not to work on. Oh, that's, great. that's how I pick that's it. That's a great way of thinking about
1: it. Yeah. I think, you know what, <clears throat> you have a bunch of ideas, which a lot of people do, mm-hmm. write them down <laughs> mm-hmm. right. somewhere and then start with one because that one thing that you're doing, whether it's a web series, a short film, anything, a book, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. that idea is not going to last you your entire lifetime. Right. And if you are in the industry and you want to get into the creative arts and you want to perform, you're doing that your entire life if you're committed like we are and like many people are too. Sure. Um, so write them down, start with one, go for it, finish that up, go to the next thing, learn from your mistakes from the other one and keep that going. Mm-hmm. And then return back to one if you were like, wait a minute, I, f- I felt really good about that short film I did. What was that about? And then you go back and then you can revisit it. So yeah. just start, write it down and go for it because yeah. ideas won't ever stop if you're you know, with uh, creatives the ideas are always in your head. Just at, go with it.
2: At the same time, know your limits. <laughs> know how yeah. much you can handle at one right. time. Right. Cuz <laughs> sometimes if you have like, you know, six amazing ideas if you're trying to do them all at once, you're not going to get the product that you want on anything. Right. So right. if you do what Mike said and, you know, and focus on that one, write them all down and then sort of shuffle through. Definitely
1: don't try to do six yes. at the same yeah. time yeah, cuz you'll go insane.
0: Right, that and would be tough. Some people what? do that though and I'm always fascinated like
2: how are yeah. people doing
0: all of these different things, you know, I have a hard time getting up and making coffee in the morning. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's why I say know your limits,
0: because everybody's limits are different. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, one thing I heard that I think is, is wise advice too is like for a first project, if you are limited in budget, limited in time, limited in equipment, is pick something that you can produce like in one location. Mm-hmm. Like without having the, you know, it's on Mars, and then they go to you know the Badlands, and then they travel out to New York City. <laughs> maybe right. maybe cut it down to one of those locations Be and create realistic. that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. About Be realistic. Yeah.
2: Although. Also, um, Mike taught me this great thing about the difference between uh, writer brain and producer brain. Mm, okay, so yeah, I let's, let's hear something. Like about to that. live in writer brain while we're first, developing the story set. So this story can live in its own right, right and create it. You know, create itself to so its. So let it full. be what right. it is, right? And, and, then, and then you go back, you yeah. put on your producer hat, and yes. you say, okay, there's no way we can burn this house down. In right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although a little bit of news, have you heard? Have you heard about this HBO, the HBO series that's shooting here? Yeah. The car dealership that they were shooting in went up in oh. flames at like 1 a.m., oh, my oh, my just today, just this oh. morning. So, and that. they had a bunch of vintage cars in there. Um, they were using that as their set to shoot, and it's now gone. That is serious. What a- I mean, that's where uh, they've been that's, yeah. See, that's going to also set them yeah. back, too. Right, so but. what do you do? Like I'm trying to think of how do they do pickups or how do they, do they have to reshoot the whole uh, thing? They pr- you
1: know, I so. mean, the, the executives are just going to be like, all right, here's a bunch of extra money. Right, here's yeah, the insurance, well, well, maybe
0: insurance or something will cover it. I'm not sure how, exactly how that works. But, Probably, yeah, something no. like that. So, um, so here's a question for you. You're both from this side of the country. What took you out west? Are, you're from this yeah, side of the country? Yeah, right. I'm from Virginia. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I, I, yeah, I'm from New Hampshire, and what took me out west to beautiful Los Angeles. Um, I actually do love it there, that was. Uh, <laughs> some people do, some people
0: really click. I've had friends who really love it, and I've had friends who are like, they go out, and they're like, no, and they yeah. come screaming back to New York, but. Yeah,
1: and, and what brought me there it was to be an actor. You know, you go, okay, great. I wanted to do t- uh, TV and film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have theater experience decided to move, saved up some money and went for it. I was able to stay with some people that I knew from New Hampshire that had moved and I like stayed on their couch. Right. Um, But I think think LA is great. That's what brought me out there. It's one of those places where it's like, there's so many people in that city. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like where you are in your head, if you're like sad and like thinking about, if you feel lonely, you're gonna feel even more lonely. But if you feel good, it's one of the best places, in my opinion, to to be. Because the sun, it's always, right. the sun's, it's always blue. Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> the yeah. sun is pretty yeah. great.
2: The, I think the, um, Compared to this. that we're, yeah.
0: we're looking at gray skies out the window of the, <laughs> of the street right now. But yes. Um, Go ahead, Jack.
2: The concentration of creative minds was something that definitely drew me. And for me, it was always, okay, it's New York or it's LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and having grown up on the East Coast, I was excited to try the West Coast. I love the sun. I don't really like the rain, so I was like, maybe New York is, you know... Um, and I always, I sort of describe it as New York is people who look down and walk fast. Yes. And LA is people who look <laughs> up and go, ah, the sun. Ah, you know? oh, interesting. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's really, it's been interesting for me because I definitely identify as an East Coaster. Like I am, you know, always 10 minutes early. I am like, I just bam, bam. I'm, I, you know, everywhere going everywhere, doing everything. Uh, and so it's been a transition in LA because the lifestyle is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's, it's. You know, getting there early is getting there too early is a thing now. Um, but it, so it's been a transition, but it's, it's been cool to have that new mindset and just be surrounded by such creative people always.
0: Got it. What's your wackiest LA story? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a
2: really good mindset. Uh, I had a feeling. I had um, a feeling. I was
0: waiting to <laughs> ask get that. Yeah. Okay. So I know <laughs> there's a lot probably, but what's your greatest? What's your what
1: ha- oh, there's a few, but let's, let's go with the le- less scary one. Um, Cause there's like you know. It, it's, it's yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, okay, so I was actually I was working at uh, Dunkin' Donuts in in Hollywood. It's Hollywood and Argyle for anyone listening that knows yeah. where Hollywood and Argyle is. It's right there, um, and I was working there as a barista. And that's actually where I met Jackie. Yeah, that's where we met. Oh, that's on, cool. Okay, not great. on the same day, same right. place though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was working. It was like seven o'clock at night. People are coming in. There was a show going on at the Pantages Theater uh, mm-hmm. right across the street. P- people were flowing in after the show uh, and all of a sudden some lady comes in and she's like oh my god some guy is out on the patio because Dunkin Donuts had a patio seating area and it's right on Hollywood Boulevard there's some guy outside uh, on Hollywood Boulevard screaming at customers he's like freaking people out he looks they were like oh there's some what they said is there's some crazy guy like whatever and my manager looks at me and I look back and he goes, Mike, let's go. And I'm like, all right, yeah boss, let's get him. Like, whatever. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then he's out on the boulevard. I'm standing on the patio because I don't want to go onto the boulevard because he wasn't on the patio, but he was freaking people out. Um, and then all of a sudden my manager goes, hey Mike, uh, stay right here, I'll be right back. So I'm trying to stay there, like not look directly at the guy, but I got to keep an eye on him. And all of a sudden the same woman that reported this guy comes out with a dozen donuts. So I'm like, okay, yeah, have a nice night. Um, the dude makes a beeline right to her, right to her. And he just opens up the donut box and takes a donut and just like starts to eat it. And that's when I'm like, the lady was freaked out. She was just frozen. And I, and I had to, I, 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 I went right up to him. I was like, hey buddy, I can't have you harassing guests. And as soon as I said harassing, before I finished the word guest, he backfisted me right in the face. Oh. It was insane. I was oh, like, oh well, man. And now at this point, I got really calm so I stepped between him and the woman and I was like you need to go right now and I'm and and then he like this is I don't think I told you this this is Mm -hmm. weird for me he then does a weird pivot turn and has something in his hand and puts it right in front of my face like he was cursing me it was weird oh wow Uh, and I was like please leave (laughs) and uh, then he did and then I called the police and I was like hey uh, so I just got like punched in the face by some dude Uh, I need a cruiser because he's uh He's, he's he's freaking out. He's screaming at people still. Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, are you hurt?" "No, I'm fine. Just get him out of here." Yeah. And they never showed up, but um oh. they you know. <laughs> wow. That wow. was one of the craziest yeah. things. Yeah,
0: one of one of the many, I'm sure. How oh. about you Jackie? Do you have anything?
2: I um about? never experienced anything quite like that. I did I did when I was there for a few months. This is a bit of a plug. I lived in a place called Upstart Creative Living. Yes, I was going to um, ask you about
0: that actually. So which means that I lived out. in yeah. a box
2: for three months. Right. Um, essentially, it's about it was about the size of a twin bed. It had a lid on it. So you said it was
0: like those um, those. It's a Japanese sleeping yeah. pod.
2: Yeah, um, And it was an amazing way to live because I was living with all these collaborators, and you know, it was just a bunch of young creative people. Which, right. like I said, is what I love about LA. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it, first people were just astonished. And when I say I live in a box, people are like, oh, haha, ha, you live in a tiny apartment. But I actually it lived in a box. It was a box, yeah. Um, Tell us the name of the place again. Upstart Creative Living. Upstart
0: Creative Living, yeah.
2: great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I highly recommend it for people who are just getting started out. You know, it's a more affordable rent. It's the idea is that you're working with these people that you're living with. Um, so I had 99 roommates, but we all shared like a self-tape audition room, and mm-hmm. we had common areas, and we had a gym, uh, a little screening room. We could watch each other's work. Um, and one thing that happened one time was we had a. Can I tell you this? There was um, we had like a common area workspace. We, there were computers and printers and stuff. You could go in there and use it. Um, and I was up in the in the common area, the floor above. And someone came up, uh, and the manager was there with me. And and the other person who lived there said to the manager, uh, "Excuse me, I think that there is a homeless woman in the workroom." Mm. Uh, and <laughs> the manager goes, "Oh no 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 no! Uh, they're just method." She lives here, and I was like, oh. "Ah, interesting. <laughs> um, interesting." It later came out that yeah. the method actor was actually a male um, resident, and so it was actually a homeless woman who was in the. Oh, 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 interesting. Um, so, it was oh, a so confusion that was wow. going that's, that's interesting. Um, so, but it was there was a, a moment of silence where everyone's like. Is this, I, pro, is this your process? Part? Right, like, right, right. Yeah. Are yeah. you part of? And it was just—it was like the most LA thing I've ever experienced. That's um, pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty hilarious. That's pretty funny. Any
0: um any celebrity run-ins while you've been out there in LA?
2: I saw Jason Bateman once.
1: Ooh. I I ran into Phil Lewis at a Starbucks. He um played. Oh. Uh, Mr. Mosby on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody yeah. uh-huh great, and, great. And, him. Yeah, oh my god, and <laughs> and it was one of those things It's when I first moved out and I was walking into the Starbucks near my school at the time and which I went to New York Film Academy Just for a year to like get mm-hmm. the camera sure, and sure. all that stuff I go in to the Starbucks and this dude comes out. I'm like, oh, sorry, excuse me Whatever and uh, and he's like, oh, he was super nice and walked away And then I came in and there's like literally like, four months into living in LA. And I was like, oh, that really looked like Mr. Mosby. And then I realized where I was. I was right. like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, that, yeah. that was him. And then I like told everybody because I watched Zach and Cody as a kid like so much. Oh, that's great.
2: I have like a thing where I feel like I just never, New York and LA, I never never saw run
0: those. into people. Yeah. I ran into Wallace Shawn one time going to the bank and it looked like he was in his pajamas. And he was walking down, and he's like this tall. I'm, <laughs> and I'm indicating like shorter than Heidi for those of you who know Heidi. And uh, I just saw him and I'm like, oh, Mr. Sean, he was like, yes, he turned around and did the, you know, the <laughs> thing. And I, and I, like, flusteredly, I don't usually, like, right. but I had to say, like, thank you, I love your work, and, all, and he was just like, I'm going to the bank. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it was, it was a very interesting and weird yeah, celebrity yeah. encounter, but it's, it's kind of fun whenever that, those, those kind of things happen. But. So, so let's get back to the project, Riot. Um, what's the next step? What happens from here?
2: So we are just wrapping up writing, so we're going to go mm-hmm. back, we're going to put on our producer hats, yep. we're going to get in producer mode, we're going to look at budget, we're going to look at money, we're going to look at where we need to shoot this, when we need to shoot this. We're eyeing September, October 2019 now to shoot Great. the first season, mm-hmm. um, and a lot has to happen before then. We've got to get our team all together, um, we've got to get that funding going and mm-hmm. figure out how to use it.
0: Um, do you have a favorite funding site, by the way? Like, Do you have one that you plan on using more I, over one?
1: I, I don't have... Extensive experience with yeah. funding sites, but um, through my research, there's pros and cons to yeah. all of them. Right. So yeah. it's just a matter of. And yeah. along so you haven't with the made next any stuff. decisions I, yet about we what, haven't what made, you're we've, going we've, to
2: use. So um, I was an associate producer for a pilot, um, oh, okay. and I was my main thing was working on crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. So I got some experience that way um, uh, with Blind hum- Hummingbird Productions, and I uh, so I there's the, you know there's different ways like Kickstarter, for example, you don't get the money if you don't get the right. money. Uh, so that means like if you don't reach your goal, you don't get any of the money. So in my experience, that means people are more willing to give you the money because they you, they might not have to use oh, it. Oh,
0: interesting. Um, right, right. There's that sort of thing like, well, oh, I'll give them fifty right. bucks, and if so they maybe, own, they're not going to exactly. raise their money, yeah, so my fifty right. bucks is coming back. Yeah, to you. exactly. So
2: maybe and then it doesn't because I right, exactly. loves our right. product. Yeah, yeah that's but right. So if we set our lower goal there, then maybe that's something we could look at. Right. Um, but mostly we're going to be looking at GoFundMe and Indiegogo. We think. Okay, great. Um, and our goal is to have um, enough material gathered. You know, we have our proof of concept. A lot of you know. Things to show that this is going to happen and that mm-hmm. people are not wasting their money in any way and that like the project is going to be what we promised because it is.
1: Right. Great, great. I mean, we are not settling for anything mm-hmm. less than our best. Um, we, we don't, we're not experienced writers that have 20 years of experience, but for the experience we do have and how we work together, I'm really, really confident with what we're doing and uh, I'm just so excited because we visualize who the act like, because we're, we're, we're actors, we're characters in the script as well but the other characters that we'll write for, mm-hmm. I have a mental picture of all of them and I just, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm gonna be weirdly starstruck when we cast people yeah. and I'll be like, oh my God, Siren, like you're, oh my God, yeah. that's one of our, it's, <laughs> that's like her, that's like her code yeah, name, they all, right, have, right. they all have code name, great, uh, great. Siren, so yeah, I don't know, it's, it's gonna be, I'm really excited and I think that, We're working really hard and our next steps are to finish writing and start really thinking about funding and doing a lot of research i think really the next step after writing is go back in look at where we can make yeah little changes for the budget Mm -hmm. and then really just start educating ourselves more thoroughly on on crowdfunding and ways to promote that are fresh and not just you're scrolling on instagram and you see just like because right. we've got ads.
2: social media on our side, and we just. Yeah, you know, I was do just yeah, I was it. going
0: to ask about that. So, what is your what's your promotional ideas to get it sort of out there once once you're, I, I guess with the um, with the crowdfunding, but also then after you're done, like what what do you have a plan for a promotion? Ooh,
1: and this was actually going to be a meeting that we're going to have mm, because we gotcha. do want to approach media kind of differently. Okay, um, Instead of just putting out ads, but mm-hmm. I I definitely. There's a lot. There's there's so much that can be done. Okay. It's really a conversation. We haven't really. I mean, we do, have a you lot have of any, ideas. Swimmers. We have ideas, but I think that it would not be worth y- trying to explain all of them because we're still trying to connect all the yeah. dots. I gotcha.
2: think one yeah. main thing that we're focusing on is showing. We talked a lot about behind the scenes and just showing um, if if people can see the people behind this mm-hmm. and how passionate we are, especially because they're then going to see our faces in mm-hmm. in the series. Right. Um, that's a big focus, and we're gonna we're gonna look at all the platforms. Um, oh
0: yeah, great. Every, you have social to. media, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I've I've read about uh, crowdsource crowdfunding and things like that is that if you can get people feeling like they're a part of the project, like making the story happen, that that's something that can really bring people on board because they they want to see it happen and they want to also feel like they're a part of it. So that's <laughs> I think it's important to really get people involved in yeah. your story, like really engage them in what your story is and why you're doing it and You know, the message that you want to get out there, you know, even if it's to keep people thrilled and question ethics and morals and things like that, I think that's why people donate. Not just because, because sometimes I'll see some of these crowdfunding things, because like we come across a lot of them, Mm -hmm. it's just like, we want to make a movie. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, right. mm. and you know, so.
1: And at some point, it's like, someone could be like, oh, well, where's the where's the value for the the people? Right. Like, yeah, you want to make a movie, and then those yeah. same people will be like, oh, well, they're going to get a great movie, oh. right? But <laughs> it is really important to bring everybody in and make them feel a part of it, and um, my friend Adam, who I had gone to school with, a cinematographer, um, shot a movie, or was shooting a movie, a feature film, uh, and it was an indie, like, ULB, movie ultra low mm-hmm. budget. Sure, um, sure, yeah, do a lot of those. So this. like, yeah, <laughs> and, and but the way they had it, the funding set up is there were certain tiers, like if you if you were to donate, say $100, uh, you get, I don't know, one of their posters Right. Yes. right. Yeah, the incentives are, are really into. important, yeah. yeah. And then one of them is if like you were upward of $200 or $300, You got to, you got uh, uh, like a gift basket, a poster that was signed by everybody, (laughs) and uh, you got to be on set for a day, like with the director and like watch it happen. And then they made really cool promotional videos introducing, like, oh, hey, my buddy, his name is Adam. He's like, oh, hey, my name is Adam. Uh, I'm the cinematographer, XYZ. And then they go to each person so that the people that are gonna click. Uh, yes, put my credit card in and, right, and right. donate. Yeah. Will feel like they know who these people who the are. People they just are. know everybody. Yeah. And I, I, I stayed on the video. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's important too. And that's something that I, you know, I'm, um, I'm an uh, associate producer of Hunter Mountain Film Festival, and we Wonderful. get to watch a lot of, a lot of projects come through. And I think the ones that are the most successful are when with the stories start out with um, people that we can associate with or have a relationship right away. The ones that are less successful just kind of show us people and they get into activities and actions and we don't have any empathy with them. We're like, why Why do we care that they've just fallen down that flight of steps? Yes, as a human being, ouch. Yeah, compassion.
4: But Yeah, exactly, but, but, still, but, but
0: still when you get people involved in your story, I think that's the important thing that gets missed sometimes from films, but also from some of these crowd um, funding uh, ideas that people put out there. So I, I wish you a lot of success with that. If people are interested in finding out more, you have a website or a place they can look yet, or
1: something like we, that that we, well, we can share I mean, with people? We can put. You want to just do like our, yeah. our we're emails? Yeah, we're still building that. Still we're building, we're, sure, we're sure, trying sure, to build sure. a set, so we don't oh, want. We
2: do have. We have um Films at gmail.com Okay, can spell you spell that it out for us? Yes yeah. We <laughs> can. S y m m e t r i u m Films. films.
1: At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Okay, great. Yeah. If you guys have any questions yeah. or want to know, any, or just have questions, like if you guys, are if, if someone who's listening is trying to do a web series as well and you've listened to this podcast and you've gained some value, um, if you have any more questions, please email us because we're, we're in it with you. Just like everybody else. So if you work have Work begets
0: work, and this is an example of it. 100%. One of <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michael. Yeah. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Thanks you for guys. having us. appreciate talking to you and you coming in and sharing your ideas and your experience with us. I wish you much success on your journey. Keep us posted, OK? Absolutely. Thank right. you guys thank so much. Sure, thank, thank you. you. All right, take care.
3: Wonderful.
0: I would like to welcome Hudson Valley Casting's current intern, Lauren Salvador. She's here with us today, and we have a few questions for her. Uh, Lauren, thanks for hanging out with us here at uh, the Hudson Valley Casting Call and at Hudson Valley Casting. I was joking around, but I said, uh, as Jackie and Michael were leaving, I said, you know, Lauren hangs around in our house all the time. I have no idea what she does, which isn't quite true, but I'm (laughs) usually passing through as you're buried in the computer and on the phone and and doing things. So I wanted to have you come in today so that we could um, share with the listeners what an intern, um, working with Heidi at Hudson Valley Casting, what you do and sort of what your goals are and what your thoughts are about the casting process and all of the various projects that you've been working on with Heidi. I know you've been super busy mm-hmm. and working a Very lot. Busy. So um, first of all, just to let the listeners know, just tell me a little bit about yourself, because I actually don't know your background. Are you from the area? Are you going to school right now? Just give us a little yeah, bit of
4: your background. Um, I'm a senior at SUNY New Paltz. I grew up on Long Island. I am graduating this semester, which is kind of scary. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So thank you. Um, don't want to grow up yet. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been interning with Heidi since January. And I'll be wrapping up probably within like the next two weeks, which okay, is great. And how really did you weird. meet Heidi? And how did you become um, an intern with Heidi? In she was she okay. posted on the uh, New Palts internship Facebook for like oh, okay. digital media people. So I just responded and got an is interview. Is that, that and That's
0: what you're studying right now? Yeah,
4: digital media, journalism, production. Yeah. So. And
0: what projects have you done at school?
4: Um, in my seminar class, we did a documentary, and we did this documentary called *The Orange Manatee*. It was about like a local artist from Kingston, oh, which was really cool. And then we did this little short horror movie. So, oh, yeah, okay, those were the two like capstone pieces. What was the horror pieces. movie called? Oh, so, oh my God, *Compulsion*. And it, yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way. Don't worry. I'm, like, What's I'm the same way? way. I've done yeah. like all
0: of these films this year, and people are like, "Well, which was your most recent?" And I'm like, "Most recent?" Uh, <laughs> uh, and I have Let to me stop. Think and about think. that. Yeah,
1: because
0: it, it all sort of. Cl- comes it together. Does. Like we're working on all these different mm-hmm. things all at once, so sometimes the details get a little floaty a little but foggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so so that's great. So you sort of there was a posting at, at SUNY mm-hmm. and you noticed that. What what made you go, Oh, I'm interested in that.
4: Um, uh, I mean, I need, like, I need an internship to graduate, okay, right. so I was that's like, one all right. Of the things, yeah, that's one of the things that's great yeah. for us
0: is that often people need to do an need internship, it, yeah. so we get <laughs> lovely people who are looking for it, but usually yeah. it's someone that Heidi hires as an intern is mm-hmm. somebody that's interested in it yeah. and shows some passion for it in some way, so what were your thoughts as you were, like, looking at it and deciding to...
4: Yeah, I, I'd applied to the Woodstock, um, like, farm sanctuary, and just, like, oh, no one was right. getting back to me, and I really, like had no idea like what direction I wanted to go so I was like oh casting like that's something I don't have any experience with at the school because we don't like take classes in casting right, right so I was like oh let me like learn more about this so oh, awesome. yeah just wanted to explore and, it and a little bit. funnily
1: yeah.
0: enough you lived in the same apartment
4: complex literally that, we do. So <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was weird yeah that was
0: strange when we finally found that out yeah. you're just living diagonally across from us all this yeah, time
4: Heidi was like why do you have the same address like written down as me I was like I live there <laughs> she was so confused
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's pretty funny mm-hmm. uh and very uh very grateful us because um, it's great to have you really close by. It yep. makes things easier, I think, for Heidi because oh, yeah. you can just pop in and, and start doing the work. Speaking mm-hmm. of, oh, what have some of your assignments been so far as an intern with Hudson Valley Casting?
4: Um, we, I would say the biggest one was definitely casting the 150 extras for the Charlie Kaufman film, yeah, yeah. which I actually got to be an extra on two of the days, which were... Really fun, they were very long days, but it gave me like a little glimpse into the I'd like never been on a real film set, so like having this internship and getting to see that has been like really amazing. And I didn't like expect that to be part of this. So Heidi likes
0: to do that. I yeah. think it's important. I think it's important if you're if you're behind the scenes to also get in there too, yeah. so that you can really see like what the process mm-hmm. is and you get to see the results of all the work I that know. you did. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and how amazing it is. Here's the thing that I love to talk about, and mm-hmm. not a lot of people talk about it often is but extras even though it's really hard work. Mm You said 150 people, right? It's so important for the film, because if you look at any film, like Mm -hmm. if we go watch a film right now, and you took out all the extras, the world would look so empty. It would look like like an apocalypse (laughs) happened, and Mm -hmm. only these star actors are in the film. And the, the extras, the background, the people that really bring it to life, it's such an important part of filmmaking, and it's so tough for the it's casting the people part, and trying to, well, so what is, so let not, let me not put words into your mouth. Yeah. I know cause I've also helped yeah. um, with background <laughs> casting, but tell me what was your biggest challenge?
4: Um, just getting people to like follow through with it. Like,
0: <laughs> and can you be a little more specific? Like yeah, what are because, some of the things that happened without naming names? Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are out there.
4: Literally yeah. probably had some <laughs> angry emails sent out, but I don't know. Cause it was a lot of, it was younger kids that were like as 18 to like, 22 probably. Right. So kids just like don't want to follow through with things like and it was weeks in advance that we tried to cast them so they'd be like, "Oh, I don't know if I'll be available those two days for 14 hours." Like You know, and that, and so. not
0: to not to make a, a, that's actually a valid concern, right? Yeah. Because you are reaching out several weeks ahead. Yeah. And who knows what they could be Something doing. Could I think up. one of the things that you want to think about if you're thinking about doing background work mm-hmm. is if a casting person like yourself calls and says two weeks from now, we need you to be an extra in this, do you want to do it? I would say commit to it if you're really interested in committing to it and you can yeah. make it happen mm-hmm. rather than going, oh, I don't know, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Because it just it makes, it, it makes it tough for you as the background person because you're being wishy-washy about it and if something else comes along, you sort of abandon the film and the project which makes it tough on casting. Mm-hmm. But I also, if you're really into it, it's a good thing to just go, I'm going to do this. Yeah, clear and, your and, schedule yeah, up. Get your just... schedule cleared. <laughs> Make it a commitment, like any other kind of thing that you Mm -hmm. want to do in life, and you do it once, and you don't want to do it again. Then you can then you can tell Lauren or myself or Heidi, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, Yeah, which a lot of people do. Yeah, exactly. Give it that one shot and see. Now, for me. Um, You said you were an extra as well, right? So for me, I used to do a lot of extra work. Yeah. um, And what I liked about it was I actually liked being on set. I liked Mm -hmm. being there for however long it was going to be. (laughs) It can be very long. Overtime means more money, which is always great. (laughs) You take the overtime. Uh, But I would always prepare. I would bring, just in case. I mean, I know most places have really good crafty and stuff like that. But if they don't, I would bring something for Mm -hmm. myself. Or if I had special special food that I like to eat, I would bring it for myself. I'd bring something to do that's Mm -hmm. not going to... Something that I could leave behind, not, not like a computer or a phone or something like that, but something that I could do that I could be sure it was safe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But what I really loved about it, and you can tell me what you yeah. loved about it as well, is being around other people who are interested in it, watching the filmmakers make their film and see yeah, all the details and amazing. what goes into it and how they do different takes and how they do different setups, mm-hmm. that part of it. And um, and also being around the other people and making connections with people mm-hmm. that are also interested.
4: Like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. and I
0: also tell my students, um, and I'm an acting coach as well, as a lot of people know, but if, in case you're listening and didn't know that, I also tell my students to do background work because you also never know who you're going to meet on set as a background person who's also working as, like Jackie and Michael, mm-hmm. uh, producing their own stuff. Yep. Uh, and one of the other things that I really like to talk about and um, you can share any experiences like this that you might have noticed, is that sometimes you don't know who the background people are, so you should always treat everybody as a background yeah. actor oh, with, yeah. with respect and with, as a colleague, mm-hmm. um, because there could be the intern from Hudson Valley <laughs> right, as the a audience. background person. Sometimes they're the producer's daughters or sons yeah. or nephews or nieces, and you know, you're sitting there talking to them as if they're just background props or whatever like that, and then that that can be not so great, you know? So I always try to tell people, you know, you're there as a background person, know your function, be there to enjoy the process, be there for the time that you have to be there. Try not to complain. Exactly, yeah, and treat people like colleagues. (laughs) So was there anything that you noticed on set, not necessarily, bad things, but just like what to you was interesting, or did you, you expected it to be one way and it was another way, that kind of thing. Like, what did you notice?
4: Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it to be so much sitting around. That's definitely the part where people are like, all right, (laughs) like, I wish I was doing something, but also, like, you're getting paid to sit around. That's right. like, you can't complain. Sometimes I like that. Yeah.
0: Normally, I have to do a lot of stuff (laughs) to get paid. Now I'm, like,
4: reading a book
0: and eating some granola (laughs) bars and maybe occasionally letting my head nod. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
4: Why are people complaining?
0: Yeah, but so so we're people complaining, and we don't. Again, we're not calling anybody out, but. Was it, and what was it about? Like Usually I think it's the waiting around is what people it's start the to waiting
4: get. around. Yeah. I mean, I, I was in, at one point, we were in like a dark room because mm. it was dark, late, getting yeah. late at night and there was like no lights working in the room for some reason. So that was kind of annoying.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: But I mean, people, I don't know, again, it was like a bunch of like teenagers. So right. people get a little antsy, like if they can't be were on their any, phone. Um,
0: like I asked Michael and um, Jackie, were there any really fun, wacky stories or things that happened while you were on set?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, for the um, Charlie Kaufman, everyone like got the giggles <laughs> at one point, which I was like, you could probably like see our. Sh- I was like, I hope you can't like see oh, our w- shoulders. what happened?
0: Was it something that was funny? <laughs> that or was it? Just it you was were getting just tired? like the
4: repetitive. Yeah. We because um so then be like get up, applaud, like so everyone just started. And what laughing.
0: time of night was this? was this? This was repetitive? hitting
4: like probably 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah. You've been the, you'd already been there for how many hours?
4: 10 at yeah, that 10 point hours, and yeah. Yeah. that was actually really <laughs> cool because they used 150 extras to make it look like an audience full of like thousands of people oh how did they do that just by like like consistently like moving us like we we're at like a weird angle at one point everyone uh-huh. in the audience and like they just can never have the same like faces I guess in the front. I don't know. It was so weird, like. So they would
0: shuffle people around. Yeah. And di- didn't they give you? They gave groups names, right? Like, wasn't yeah. it like apples and bananas yeah, or apples something? And bananas, yeah, <laughs>
4: apples were like the people that would be like featured more in the front. Oh, and I was okay, in the bananas, interesting. So I'm usually a banana too.
0: I'm usually a banana too, but. Sometimes I like that because then I'm like just in the back. I'm really in the background. (laughs) There I am in the background. Not what I'm
1: doing.
0: I think the reason they do that, and if anybody wants to send me an email um, (laughs) to say otherwise, but I think it's it's just easier to. Group people with a name like that; it gets people's attention quickly, yeah. especially with a big crowd
1: like mm-hmm. that. Keep
4: it's, us moving. And rather <laughs> than
0: because how can you remember everybody's name? Oh, you just no. say, "Okay, all the apples, you know, move yeah. over here. All the bananas, stay back there." Mm-hmm. I think it makes it easier yeah. Oh, yeah. for them to uh, to get done what they needed to get done. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me this. Well, we're almost done here. I, I'm interested in. Um, are you interested in um, doing? getting involved in the business in some way after doing the internship? Were you already thinking about it before doing the internship? And if you are interested in doing more work in the industry, what kinds of work are you interested in doing?
4: Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested, like, having this internship, like, show me, like, the real, gave me some real world experience, because being in college, you're like, I have no idea, like, where I'll fit in, like, right, yeah. I don't want to be, like, I didn't want to be a cameraman or, like, any of that, I'm not really as good with, like, the technical mm. side of, like, filming and coming up with camera angles, so that I don't think is for me, but definitely the production like secretarial more mm-hmm. side? sure. So like, so
0: like, um, like a an ad kind secretar- of thing. Or? Yeah,
4: something like. Or a PA I don't know. I a production like secretary inside. So okay. I don't know. There's so many different. You're still not sure, and yeah. <laughs> and to be fair,
0: you don't have to decide. I know. That's what's great though about film and media too is yeah. you can try different it's things different and mm-hmm. find out where you really like. You know what what makes you excited mm-hmm. to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that Jackie and Michael were sort of saying is this is what gets them excited. They, they originally. We're excited by acting, but then they're like, "Well, now we can also get together and tell stories, yeah. and produce things, and we'll try this." And then he, you know, Michael became a writer uh, on the series as well because mm-hmm. he just he got like so excited about it. So, I, so yeah. I would say, uh, as an older person to a yeah. younger person, give yourself the opportunity to try I know, all different things. Like <laughs> another what
4: internship, probably somewhere.
0: Yeah, or, sure. Are you going to stick around in the area? Are you going up to, to Long a city? Island. Oh, back to Long Island. Uh, okay, Plag great. City will be where sure. I get another yeah. internship
4: eventually. Yeah. So. There's actually a lot of filming happening on.
0: Long Island. Really? Too. Yeah, a lot of oh. stuff gets shoots out there. Okay. Um, so you'll probably run into some crews yeah. along the way mm-hmm. out there. Um, Hopefully. Here, <laughs> one more thing before yeah. we go, before we say goodnight, um, is uh, what... If somebody was going to become an intern, specifically with Hudson Valley Casting, yeah. what advice would you give them? What should they know or do or, <laughs> to keep positive and get that um, internship accomplished?
4: Definitely be prepared to use a lot of Google Drive. <laughs> 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 I mean, I right. kind of enjoyed it. Like I liked just like, I don't know. It was organizing, very, like, right? yeah, you like check to it off the list. Mm-hmm. Like just get it done. Um, yeah, get it prepared for a lot of paperwork, making a lot of phone calls. You might get some rude actors <laughs> on the phone. I <laughs> don't want to give their like information to you over the phone. Which was why always... do you think that is?
0: When you would call people, like what what was it that made people sort of worried or concerned?
4: I don't know because I mean I would I obviously I'm the intern so I would get it if they wouldn't want to give it to me. But even when I would give it to Heidi, I'd be like oh you can give it to her. She's the main casting director. They still wouldn't sometimes. Oh, so. People just are—I don't know—paranoid. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but it was made it very annoying. But yeah, just I don't know—be prepared to like have an open schedule too, like because you could get called in for like a random audition to like help out any right. day. Like you
0: did that a few times, right? Yeah. What yeah. were what were your tasks during an audition um, day?
4: Just to kind of keep the keep it like flowing, like have the actors fill out their paperwork and just keep them kind of like cuz it's hard to be like cuz like auditions would take like 10 minutes or more per person mm-hmm. so people would start getting very antsy sometimes but yeah. just kind of like be nice to the actors keep them calm <laughs> that's good and yeah. actually
0: it's a really important job yeah. it it really is is the is being out there in the you know in the room yeah
4: the waiting room um, Making sure them, people yeah. have
0: filled out their information mm-hmm. and they have the materials they need, and yep. you can help buffer between the room and the nervousness, mm-hmm. and getting them in so they can see the casting director yeah. and
3: give their
4: best.
0: Yeah, and give their best, and you're helping with that actually. You yeah. know, you're helping with that or, or not, depending <laughs> on <laughs> I know. how crazy it gets. You know, know. It, can, it can get a little confusing and mm-hmm. and things like that. But. Um, uh, how would you summarize your experience with the internship
4: i would say that just like i said gave me a lot of real world experience it gave me more confidence i think too which like i just feel like oh like i can do like something in the real world with like the with the filming world cuz i was like in school i was like i don't know if i can even do this but yeah i would just i would recommend it to anyone that again is into like secretarial side mm-hmm. of like production or Paperwork. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so bad at like summarizing things. But no, that's great. That's yeah. really
0: great. Lauren, yeah. thank you. Thanks for coming in <laughs> no and talking problem. to us. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Lauren Salvador, she's an intern currently with Hudson Valley Casting and Heidi Eklund. Uh, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to see if I can wrangle Heidi in here. She's so busy casting so many different projects. <laughs> yes. Always
4: and uh,
0: busy. <laughs> trying to get her into the chair to actually talk to us for a few minutes is always uh, a challenge. But let's <laughs> see what we can do. Thanks, Lauren.
4: Thank you. Sure.
0: Take care. <laughs> Just a quick reminder about the Hunter Mountain Film Festival coming up this Thursday, Friday and Saturday, May 16th, 17th, and 18th. We have some great venues, the O. Center for the Arts in Hunter, New York, Orpheum Performing Arts Center in Tannersville, New York, and the Catskill Mountain Club, also in Hunter, New York. We're going to be showing Bread Factory Parts 1 and 2. We have a lot of great shorts, a lot of great films. There's a gala event on the final evening, and there's an industry mixer on Friday night. Heidi and I will be hosting two panels as well as some Q&As after the films, so Please come and join us. You can visit www.huntermountainfilmfestival.com for more information and to get your tickets. We hope to see you there. Now back to the podcast.
3: (laughs) I'm I'm literally running.
0: Yes, so uh, we actually have Heidi in the building finally. She's (laughs) able to sit down for two minutes maybe. Maybe. Uh, to give us uh, some insight into what's been going on at Hudson Valley Casting. Why don't you fill us in a little bit about all of the projects you've been doing since we did the last episode, which is everything you've been doing this year.
3: Um, okay. <laughs> so last year, Amy and I got asked to do some pickup casting for Ted K, mm-hmm. um, which was is a project about um, Ted K- Kaczynski. Ted
0: Kaczynski, the Unabomber. The Unabomber. Mm-hmm. And
3: um, so we started out the year <coughs> with that casting. And um, sorry, I'm still out of breath. from am running. Um, <laughs> and then the uh, followed by... Um, by the way, I'm thinking of ending things.
0: Oh, yeah, you are. Are, no. you, are you announcing that on the podcast?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> um, at the end of the Ted K project, we we started to get word that Charlie Kaufman was going to come to town, mm-hmm. shooting a Netflix film, and um, so we got asked to cast the background on that project. For
0: I'm Thinking of Ending. For I'm Thinking
3: of Ending Things. Uh-huh. And We talked
0: to Lauren a little bit about that. She told us about the big background day of 150 people.
3: Yes, and so it was moderate casting throughout that project, but then there was this... Ginormous two days, and it was like <coughs> sixty actors who um, had to come back a second day, and they all had to be, you know, uh, over eighteen, but look like high schoolers. Um, and I'm sure plenty of the listeners saw all the postings <laughs> of, uh, for us asking for these, you know, over eighteen. Actors in the Middletown region who looked like high schoolers. And we, I think we ended up with um, like 147. You know, we. We We talked a little bit about people who didn't show up, actually. You try, (laughs) and people have the craziest stories at the last minute. And, you know, some of them may be fibs. Um, But I really do believe in earnest that most people do have an emergency and I just get to hear about it because of the position I'm in, you know. um, There's only so many employees that work for for each company and there's only so many people you come into contact on a daily basis, but I come in contact through um, email and phone calls with hundreds of people and sometimes thousands for a production. And I get to hear all the stories. I hear very sad things. I hear you know cars catching on fire on the way to set. I hear about you know I lost my sister. I am suddenly in the hospital. I hear all these awful things. and I do believe that you know ninety nine percent of them are actually happening, unfortunately. Right. Speaking um, of
0: cars catching on fire, we talked a little bit about the HBO production, and
3: well, that just blew me, my mind hearing about that this morning. I, uh, I've, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to, in my fourteen years of casting, uh, never hear of such an accident mm-hmm. on a, a film set. Um, at one a.m. At one a.m. Yeah. So it's, I... it's it's it's. I don't I don't know what happened there but it's it's quite a loss yeah. but thank thank God no one was hurt no
0: one was hurt. That's um,
3: the, I would. I mean, I was when I first heard the news. I was like, Oh my God, no! Please, please tell me that nobody was injured. Yes, which is you know.
0: very good. Very good that nobody got hurt. Um, but what a loss for the. Yeah,
3: it's a terrible for the production situation and, and
0: for the and for the, for the person time. whoever owned the uh, the property
3: as well. Yeah. And, that and seems all of those scary, scary. All It of does those, seem yeah, scary. It's pretty yeah. scary. And the period cars. I mean, that's yeah. what. In my mind, I'm like, that's a loss. Because those can't be. I don't think right, can right, replace yeah. Depending them. on those have been refurbished and restored. Right, and depends on what
0: kind of cars they were and all of that. Yeah,
3: I mean that's the real. Sad. I guess we'll
0: be getting more news about that as as the story unfolds.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: but what's then, what's coming up? Like, what's the next? Well,
3: I mean, I didn't even get to talk about um, this beautiful project that I, I can't say too much about it. Um, except for what's been announced on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, I did cast a a project called A Deadly Legend with Rem Cycle Productions, um, Eric Wolf and Kristen Ann Ferraro, and uh, Pamela Moriarty is directing, which is very exciting. Um, And we, we have some really nice celebrities working on that. Um, We have Judd Hirsch and um, Corbin Bernson and Lori Petty. So I'm very excited to have attached them to this project as well as all the other actors. There's many local actors to Sullivan County and the Hudson Valley who will be working on that film. And then some New Yorkers and some people from Chicago and some people from Philly. And people from California. So we're excited to have this, uh, this project that is mostly locals, but also, you know, we cast all the way, we cast our net as, as far as LA and all over.
0: That's pretty exciting. Well, I yes. was actually, when I was talking to Jackie and Michael, their project is out in LA and they've been going between the coasts and talking over social media and through um, things like Skype and technology to get their project accomplished. How do you, as a casting director, find the people that are all over the country?
3: Well, the software uh, that's available to us now is just so fantastic. I am a big fan of um, Actors Access, Breakdown Express, and uh, uh, Breakdown Services. They've been around a long time. They're kind of the old standard, but they really do get the job done. And I'm excited about casting networks too. Uh, They provide different kinds of services uh, and the same kinds of services as Actors Access. Um, So I can reach far and wide uh, with that. So let me ask you this then. And I get submissions from all over the world. Right, let me ask you
0: this then, as an actor, um, who submits on casting networks and Actors Access. Mostly I'm submitting for stuff that says New York. Do you recommend that actors just submit all across the country since you're also casting people from all across the country? Or what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Like if, if I see something out in L.A., should I submit for it? And then...
3: So that's a good question. And I, I think that we need to read the instructions. I, I'm a big fan of really trying to hear... The voice of the casting director in the post. You know it, it isn't just you know click 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 and, and I'm done. It's like be thoughtful about what you're submitting to and if it says that they're gonna pay for you to go to Italy then submit by all means. Um, pl- you know please read the instructions and follow the directions. If it says no calls, uh, no Facebook, things like that, please follow those directions. Respect casting director. Trust that they will find you if they're meant to find you. And if they're not, keep submitting and know that some time it's going to click into place. It always does. It's a numbers game.
0: Yeah. And And I think some of that as an acting coach, I talked to some of my students about this is it's, um, it's trusting the process and trusting that you've done your work when you've done your work and you've gone in, you've auditioned, just sort of letting that stand for itself rather than feeling... Um, desperate or a mm-hmm. need to be validated so mm-hmm. you're constantly asking for feedback or reaching out inappropriately to check have you cast it yet i think that shows a sort of lack of um, trust, trust in your work in yourself
3: heart, yeah. I, you know i i'm on both sides so mm-hmm. i have willoughby sitting here with me who uh i'm his submitter i submit right. to we the were projects. talking a little bit and before I've, you came in i have been uh a little over aggressive on, on some occasions. Um, In what way?
0: What do you mean? Like be uh, more specific? You know
3: like just, oh, well let me let me see if I can find them online and I'll send to the producer, you know? And I've realized that that that's a little disrespectful because you're first of all you're undermining the casting director and not trusting that they're there for a reason. They're going to make the best choices. And if I'm going around the casting director to get to the producers, it makes the producers uncomfortable, first of all, because they've hired a casting director. And it, it's, it's it's not good form. It's a, it's a little disrespectful. So I, I learned from my mistakes and I no longer do that. And I trusted that when Willoughby's work was ready and the roles were the, the right roles, that he would get them. And this year he has Really done well, and I, I've not, you know, I submit, and we. The best thing he has is a student film, and some beautiful clips of him working and and telling stories and acting, and that's his his greatest tool. And he gets booked because he gets called in because of the the good footage he has, and he got that from volunteering to do a student film. I am a huge advocate of student films. Um, As we sit here, we're sitting in the Streep studio at Vassar College where I started my casting career thanks to my dear old late friend Ken Robinson who allowed me to um, start casting the student films here Mm -hmm. and um, on my 14th year of casting them, even though I no longer work uh, as an administrative assistant in the department. And I, I can't tell you how important it is to help the students tell their stories, but also how helpful it can be to you as an actor to have that footage.
0: I think it's really important. We were talking about that with um, Michael and Jackie. Work begets work. You know, yep. The more work you can do, the more often. And with some of the professors, uh, we were just talking about that as well, how um, in order to be a film actor, a television actor, you have to get on film. Well, not film anymore, but you have to get in front of the camera mm-hmm. to do it. So you can create your own work. You can put um, clips on YouTube. You can s- just grab your phone and and uh, record yourself.
3: Yes, you know, it I is think. nice to be directed, though, to mm-hmm. actually have yes. someone outside. Yes, watching but that's what's, what's so great doing. about
0: doing a student film. But let's say you don't even have access to that. If somebody's listening um, and they don't have access to student film work, you can start to think about how can you create your own work. And that's what we talked with Michael and Jackie about. How they were actors and they didn't want to wait around necessarily for somebody to cast them, so they decided to start making their own projects. Yes, Willoughby.
4: Speaking of YouTube, my YouTube channel is Wibby's World.
0: Wibby's World on YouTube. That's your yes. that's your channel. So please
1: subscribe. <laughs> I don't have many subscribers. Okay,
0: well, well well that's thanks for thanks for mentioning that. Even Willoughby likes to uh, create his own stuff and mm-hmm. how old are you again, sir? Nine years old, yeah, so that's, but this generation of kids and even people, Jackie and Michael's age, have grown up being able to do this with the Mm -hmm. technology that's available. Um, So it is, it is different for those actors who are a little older um, and maybe struggling with some of the technology and some of the things like that. So what's, what's your advice for people who might be having uh, a little bit of trouble um, with technology Mm -hmm. or getting their submissions in and that kind of thing?
3: Um, I think for people who are having trouble with tech, it's like, find a young person, your grandchild, your <laughs> nephew, your niece, your uh, a neighbor friend who wants to help you. I mean, honestly, Willoughby teaches me things about tech because they're so much farther advanced than we are. They, they, they learn it without all of, it's just like there for them the second they open their eyes as babies and they just have a way with it. It's part of their natural world. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't part of our natural world. I mean, I I had a computer in the 90s. Right, yeah. And it was like very primitive. It was a Mac, (laughs) but it was like I had an external disk card. Right, right. This old clunky thing and, you know. So
0: um, talking to people that know about the technology. Sure, ask um, for help. Yeah,
3: but don't ask your casting director to help you because we are so overwhelmed.
0: Right, and with the amount of submissions that you get and the amount of people that you talk to, it's
3: impossible. It's for impossible me to for help. you to
0: help out with the technology part of things. Um, I know there are sometimes you can you can pay people to do your self tapes and things like that, mm-hmm. but I think if you. If you can, uh, like you said, get together with somebody who knows how to do it and they can sort of show you, walk you through, I think that could be very useful. Yeah,
3: I think you need to learn how. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, I think we all need to learn how to do this. And,
0: at a very basic level. And at I, a basic I, level. You need to be able to get a good image uh, that you can hear and that you can see and that there's not a lot of distractions. We teach a class in this sometimes, a self-taping class so that we can help people if they want to do it. Um, but also, you can watch YouTube videos. They they train you how to do it. Sure. Um, you can... Well, I
3: think even um, Actors Access has a whole... Has a whole training. Training channel right. somewhere. Uh, and I use it sometimes when I notice that everyone's having the same issue. Sure.
0: Yes, Willoughby, what do you have to say about that?
3: When you were um, talking about computers, I have a small question.
1: Sure. Are the... Were old computers as big as old TVs?
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> Not quite as big as the old console TVs that were on the floor, the big pieces of furniture, but yeah,
3: yeah, they were yeah, pretty big. Instead of it being this flat thing that you see here, as I point to this Mac computer, <laughs> it was a deep screen. Like There were tubes in it and everything, mm-hmm. the monitor. They so were really like,
0: big and heavy, and the actual yes. towers were really big, and the... Even the laptop, I got one of the first Apple laptops, which yeah. cost like $4,000. I had oh, to get yeah, it like on yeah, a payment yeah. plan. Yeah, and it, it was a, a it was like 20 pounds. It was like so heavy. Yeah, yeah. I carried it around for, I kept that thing forever. I think I still have it. No, I think I finally got rid of it. I think I finally got rid of it. But it,
4: How did it, it work? Was
0: same as computers now, just super slow and not a lot of memory. And Yeah, it, did, but it we, couldn't
3: handle video. Yeah, it couldn't handle like
0: video this, the, way, yeah, the way, yeah, the way that's... And computers do now but I think I think if people have have trouble they can they, they should ask for help from someone other than the casting director mm-hmm. um, and and Maybe no ask
4: me.
0: you they could ask you you're a digital native but they could, but but I think what does people that mean? what I'm surprised is that people are surprised that they need to do it and it's just it's necessary today it to is. have some kind of knowledge of being able to record a file, of your face and voice, and be able to send it to people. Because it just opens up so many more possibilities
3: it really than does. if you're
0: waiting to go in to be seen.
3: I'm surprised uh, at how many uh, auditions Willoughby has been able to do. Because with children, I think I feel like you should be in the room with a, a child. Right. Um, but even still, they're... Um, uh, or maybe not be in the room with a child, since they're kind of...
0: <laughs> well, this child is... Um, he also a. has a cold, so you hear him sort of coughing in the background. But yeah. uh, he wasn't planning on being on the podcast today, so we sort of wrangled him into it. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll actually wrap things up for, sure. for everybody for tonight. One thing we have to talk about, though, before we say goodnight and before Willoughby starts um, making more noise with his soda can is the Hunter Mountain Film Festival. Give oh us the goodness. dates. Give us the, what's going on for Hunter so, Mountain Film Hunter Festival. Mountain. We're associate producers on the Hunter Mountain Film Festival. Festival. We have a yeah. lot of amazing films to show, a lot of great people who are going to be there. Give us some information, dates, times, that kind of thing, Off the if you know it off the top of
3: your um, head. I do. It's the 16th, 17th, and 18th of May. And um, three amazing film uh filled days. There are panels and there are live performances from really incredible actors. Uh, There are agencies going to be there talking about um, how to get an agent. Producers are going to be talking about various things. There will be a child (coughs) panel I don't know that this has ever been done. I've never seen it done. But I am actually going to try to sit on stage and ask questions uh, to, a series, uh, to a group of children actors who are professional actors uh, who are currently working. Yes, Willoughby.
4: Um, the thing about um, the
1: child actor panel, mm-hmm. that sounds cool. Oh.
0: That's good because Um, you're going to be a part of it. (laughs) It's going to be like this, but it will be mommy asking you questions instead of uh, me asking you questions. But you'll
3: be with other kids too, and you'll have to listen to all of what they're talking about with their projects and their work. And
0: your thoughts about having this is to sort of inform parents uh, that want to know how to get their children involved, what's involved with having a child that's in the business, and. um, and uh, there, to I also hear, like, what they're involved in, how mm-hmm. they feel about being child actors at this point, yes. um, that kind of thing.
3: And I exactly think we're going to have probably, earlier. yes, I think we're going to have two parents, a mom of one of the children and a dad of one of the children, just to hear the parental And that's on Thursday. Thursday, from Thursday the... Um,
0: that's the first night of the festival. Is it? The, first day of the, the
3: festival. The 16th then. <coughs> um at, from 4 to 5 p.m. at the do, is it the O center in Hunter, New York. Uh but you can find out by going to the Hunter Mountain Film Festival uh website which is huntermountainfilmfestival.com, Com, yes. Yeah, not not .org. Dot com and there's a guide and there's a schedule and it shows all of the different things that I've talked about. There are parties there's and mixers. An in- industry
0: Mixer is on Friday evening. Um, going to be important if people want to go to that, look it up online to get tickets for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bread Factory is going to be shown, a yes. lot of other great films. Uh, I'm on a panel with Sean Cullen. Um, and Evan Leone, we're gonna do a panel about actors in the Hudson Valley. Wonderful. We're gonna talk about that. That's gonna be on Friday around right after the Bread Factory QA. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that. So if you're there for Bread Factory um, and you're interested in hearing that panel, that would be great. But please check us out. Uh oh, if you have any questions, also- send us an email here at Hudson Valley Casting Call Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions about the film festival or anything that we've talked about today, Feel free to uh, send us an email. We'll get back to you as soon as we, you can. What, let's uh, round this, wrap this up, and have Heidi finish with uh, one last thought.
3: My last thought is that there are two awards. Uh, there are there, there are many awards being yes. given at the gala, but my most uh, happy thought is uh, about the awards is that Betty Aberlin. Who was Lady Aberlin on Mister um, Rogers? For
0: 33 years. For 33, 33 years,
3: years. Will be accepting a lifetime achievement award for her work. Um, and that's, on Saturday, and that's
0: on Saturday evening at the gala. And that's on Saturday
3: evening at the gala. And I'm
0: excited about that too because not only did she do that for 33 years, after she was done with that, she continued to pursue telling stories on in film and on television. And um, we recently connected with her and uh, have, have been um, talking to her and watching her do what she does. So it's very exciting that she's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award at um, the Hunter Mountain Film Festival.
3: Yes, very excited about this.
0: Willoughby? Yes, Willoughby.
4: Um, um, by the way, you actually hugged her.
0: I did hug her.
4: And you were crying.
0: I was crying. Wow. Well.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: now willoughby's telling stories on the podcast <laughs> that i don't necessarily i wasn't necessarily planning on yes i was very grateful to uh to meet betty and um to uh to give her a hug and let her know how much uh, she meant to me yes. as a child and as an adult and as an adult and oh yes.
2: yeah i remember watching um the
0: Mr. Rogers thing on Twitch. Yes, that's it's right. A marathon, we, right? We watched. Yeah, they were they were showing every episode of Mr. Rogers Neighborhood on Twitch, and um, I was uh, watching that because one of my acting teachers, Jewel Walker, uh, was on the show as well. So I was trying to catch footage of him, and there were lots and lots and lots of scenes with Betty, and she happened to also be on the Twitch stream. So I reached out to her, and that's how we got connected. I said hey, we, uh, we run a small casting company called Hudson Valley Casting. My wife, Heidi Eklund, runs the company. And we would love to uh, connect with you to see if you're interested in doing work in the area. And she said yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, she, and,
3: she's, she's been and she's been working, working. doing, doing yes, work on films. Wonderful. And she's,
0: she's got a lot of other things going on as well. We're very excited about that. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Hudson Valley Casting Call. Thank you, Heidi, for taking time out of your very busy casting schedule. Thank you, Willoughby, for joining us and keeping the distractions to a minimum. All of those coughs and pops and squeaks and things you heard in the background are... Yes, that's... Go ahead. That's That's Mr. Willoughby. Okay, okay. so thanks, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.